It's a little bit different today. Today we are joined by a Judy Sharp. Judy, great to see you back in the studio. Yeah, it's good to be here, Greg. What do you got for us today, Judy? Well, I suppose I should ask you, are you prepared for Sunday? Prepared for Sunday? Yeah. What's on Sunday? Oh, but I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. I have no idea what's on Sunday. You haven't, have you? No. <laughs> It's Mother's Day. Oh, Mother's Day, yes. I am prepared. Oh, Surprisingly, right. <laughs> I am prepared. I thought I had to do something in the garden or something then, or? You just forgot that you'd have got to go and visit her on yeah. Sunday. It should be fine, though. It should be sorted. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we preparing for Mother's Day? Okay, well, lots of different things we can talk about for Mother's Day yep. um, that everyone will be out there shopping for. Hopefully, I don't get flowers or potted plants. You don't want them? I don't think so. Not when I wrap all weekend. Fair enough. There's <laughs> something a little bit different. Uh, well, you know, just... Um, and how many more ornaments and chocolates and things can we have in the house? Sounds like you need more or maybe less. No. What do you want, socks or...? No. Oh, I, I could use this to give them a hint, couldn't I? You could. Oh, books would be great. Books would be great. Books would be great. All right. Yeah. Maybe socks as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, socks, yeah, maybe. <laughs> And we've got Jeff from Stockton on the line. He's got a question about hydrangeas. Oh, good afternoon, Jeff. Good afternoon. How are you? Very, very well, thank you. Um, yeah, just some information. I've, I've, I haven't grown them um, before, and um, I believe it's the right time to put them in now. If I get a few cuttings, is that right? We'll... Oh, okay, right here. Uh, we're talking about hydrangeas. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, that could be so. It might be slightly early, though, I think. Right. Yeah. When we, well, okay, tell me when. Uh, look, um, well, when you prune hydrangeas back, it's generally during the winter. Uh, yep. And use your cuttings then. And then, although if you're seeing new eyes coming, are you seeing double eyes on any of the cuttings? I haven't got the cutting. I'm, I'm, I'm starting afresh. I've just got some friends who've got them on the... Um, but I, I thought now was the right time to be putting them in. I, that's why I'm, I, I'm, I'm a sponge at the moment. I need information. <laughs> Look, Jeff, you, I don't think you can kill them. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I, I've, but, I've had experience with them down at Bargo, a different area to here. Yeah, they were, um, they were phenomenal down there when they were facing the south and didn't get much fun. And oh, they, had, they had heads on the size of a steering wheel, you know. And that, but, um, that was much colder down there, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Right, okay. Yep. Uh, that's the difference growing hydrangeas here in Newcastle, of course. Uh, yep. You know, we get the heat and we get the humidity. Yes. Um, but look, go around to your friends that are giving you the cuttings. Yep. And um, if you can see any stems with two eyes opposite one another, yep. that's a good cutting. Okay. Okay, do. And, yep. uh, you know, it won't hurt you to try now. Oh, yeah. And then okay. you can always go and hack their plant again a bit yep. later and, and, on. And, and just quickly, what, what, are they, what do they like to feed on? Uh, they Well, it depends. Just like normal manure, cow manure, whatever? Uh, we're going to get technical now, Jeff, but we'll have oh, to do it. God. No, no, that's fine, no. Uh, if you would like your hydrangeas to be blue, then you have yep. to use something acidic. So yep. you generally would use cow manure yep. or hydrangea bluer. But if you want lighter colours like uh, pink, pink yep. and pink, well, then you use poultry manure. Ah, that easy. Yeah, or a little bit of lime around them. Yep. So that all has to happen about July. 
So, um, July. Yeah, yep. in July. Okay. So it depends yep. too. I mean, if your friends have got pure white ones, well, they don't change colour with the pH of the soil. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, and that's a so, nice one. Right You're writing all this down, aren't you? I am, I am, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you better just... see what colour theirs are first. Yeah, and yeah. you see, I, I, then you could I, do a pH test of your yeah. soil. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not that fussy. I'll, I use a lot of manure, chook manure, horse manure, whatever I can get. Cow manure. So. Yeah, well, the only thing about horse, you know, they do pop up a few weeds, don't they? <laughs> well, if you get them off a good horse trainer, it doesn't. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you one day about that. Okay, we'll sure and, and, do and, that. And, that, and that's a fact, yeah. Okay, I look forward to it. <laughs> okay, thank you, Thanks, Don. Jeff. Thank <laughs> you. Bye. Bye. We've got Donna now from Floraville, and she's got some problems with the curly grubs. Oh, hi, Donna. Not the cockshafers, are they? No, uh, they're just little white, little grey stripies, and they're in the plants, and they're eating everything. And have they got a little black head on them? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, they're cockchafers, dear. Oh, are they? Uh, are they mainly in pots or in the ground? In the pots. In the pots, yeah. They love getting in the pots and they eat the roots. Yes. Um, so what you need to do is water carbaryl through the soil. Sorry, what was that again, water? Carbaryl, C-A-R-B-A-R-Y-L. C-A-R-B-A-R-Y-L, Okay. And you will have to repeat that in 10 days because they will have laid little babies and they'll where, keep hatching. Where do they come from to start uh, with? Well, actually, you'll be surprised. The Generally, the Christmas beetle lays them. Ah. But other beetles can too. But okay. uh, next to uh, where the nursery is in Derby Street, uh, there's a little park and there's an old horse trough. And it's probably one of only two in Newcastle left, I think. And uh, so when I moved there, I started planting it out with flowers to, you know, make the park look pretty. And uh, I walked past it one day, and this is only about six months ago, and I said to one of the staff, are we watering out there? And they said, oh, yeah, every day. And I said, well, we'd better go and put a spade in it. Anyway, he came back in, and he said, oh, I've got to get a bucket. And this is a true story, Donna. Yes. And And he came in and, honestly, it doesn't take much in the garden to make me feel a bit eerie, <laughs> but the entire bucket was filled with those grubs. Oh, yeah. So we had to dig out every bit of soil in that um, horse trough and start again. So annoying. Things yeah. look so pretty, and then all of a sudden, yeah. And there's yeah. no obvious reason. No, you know, I just walked past and I thought, oh, those plants don't look happy, and that was why. So, okay. yeah. So you've got to get the carbon and do it every ten days till you beat them. Beautiful. Okay. okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Donna. Okay. Bye. Bye. It's Gutting Talk back on Two and You Are FM. If you've got a question for Judy Sharp, four nine two one six two one six. We've got Amanda from Elibana, and she's got a question about the lily pilly. Hello, Amanda. Hi, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. That's good. I've got a question about my lily pilly. Um, We've got some rather big ones that are forming a screen across the back of our yard, and they're now five to six metres tall. We've had them in for a long time, and the problem is that they're thinning out at the bottom. 
So all of the canopy of, is, continues to grow and it's nice and lush at the top. But underneath, they're starting to thin out. And because they're, they're forming a screen and we look up at them, so we're, what we really want to screen, we can now see because they're thinning out at the bottom. So have you got any tips? <laughs> uh, Amanda, have you checked to make sure you haven't got any scale on there? I noticed yesterday that on one of them on the end there is that would be would it, they're like little white dots. Yes, yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Right. So on the one on the end, and it's funny because the two on the right hand side on the end are the thinnest ones, and as they go to the left, they're thicker. I don't know why that is. It really all in the same position, really. Um, yeah. Well, generally, when I'm called out to consult and have a look in a garden. Uh, yep. lily pillies, uh, I generally find they've got scale on them when that's happening, when they're th- thinning out. Right, okay. So you need to probably spray, spray with melathon and white oil. Um, and unfortunately, it's a bit late now to be pruning them. But when spring comes, you might need to give them a hard prune to thicken them up again. Yeah, okay, radio. So it's malison and white oil. Is that a mixture or...? It is, yes. You can buy it right. mixed, uh, but then you have to add water to it. Okay, yep, okay, okay. perfect. Yep. So with fertilising them, what we've been always fertilising them with is blood and bone. Um, would that be what you'd recommend or what definitely. would you recommend? No, definitely, because, of course, they're uh, natives and they don't yep. like a lot of fertiliser. Uh, yep. You know, sometimes if you add, say, a little bit of flourish um, to their water once a week, that will stimulate growth fairly quickly. But we're not coming into a growth period now, unfortunately. The other thing you should go out there and check for, Amanda, is uh, a little fellow called the Calypso beetle. Okay, yep. And if you see the leaves are looking a bit serrated around the edge... Uh, uh-huh. that's the latest kid on the block. <laughs> right, the okay. The Calypso beetle. Uh, and, uh, you know, probably just spray them with the malathon and white oil if you have got any on there. I know okay. I've got them on mine at home and they've actually yep. moved on to my Sasenqua camellias now. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So with them being so tall, uh, pruning them, what would you recommend? Well, I don't think we could get to the top. Well, it would be a gradual thing. You'll need to bring them down gradually. Otherwise, um, you know, you'll just have bare bottoms. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've wanted to trim them down for a long time, but my husband kept saying, no, no, don't. we don't want to cut the tops off them. We want them to get taller. But, you know, I said, but I think that if you cut the tops, you'll promote the growth down the bottom so yeah you were exactly right so uh, he's going to have to get a nice long tall ladder in spring and (laughs) gradually take the tops down right okay so do it in springtime but we should spray them now i would definitely if you're seeing that white scale on there Yep. yep, okay. Radio, okay. that sounds great. Thank okay. you very much. You're quite welcome, okay. Amanda. Thanks so much. Bye. And we've got Lynn from Mirabuka, and she's got a question about pruning magnolias. Oh, good afternoon. Lynn, what could I help you with? Hello, Judy. Um, I have about a 20-year-old's large magnolia tree with the white, with the big, the pink back on the flowers. Um, and I had it pruned. It was about six metres tall. 
and I had it pruned back to about a metre 23 years ago. And with all the rain, it's grown right back up again, and again it's too tall. And I was wanting to give it another haircut, and I was wondering where to cut to, because it's got the old thick um, branches that then new ones came out of that are <clears throat> about two or three centimetres across now, down at the base. Um, but I just don't know where to cut back to. Right, Lynn, uh, the magnolia, isn't it assiduous magnolia? Yes. Oh, right, okay, different story. I was going to say, well, you wouldn't prune your other magnolias now. Uh, but with your deciduous one, once they drop their leaves, uh, keeping in mind, though, you'll probably cut off the flowering wood mm. for this year. Yeah. Um, look, really, it sounds like it's a pretty solid tree. It's mm. been in for a long time. Yep. I don't think you're going to do much damage. I'd just stand back, take a little bit off, stand back and take another little bit off. Because so those thinner branches that grew from three years ago. Um, Are they now thickened up? Well, they're about three centimetres across at the branch, at the base. Three, yeah. Right, okay, yeah. Well, it won't hurt to prune those. If you want, do you want to bring it back low again? Yeah, well, not... Um, I didn't really want to bring it back to the metre 20 if I could help it, um, but if I could bring it back to sort of two, two and a half metres. Yes, look, that'd be fine. So on those branches. Yes, yeah. So then it'll branch out again from those branches. Oh, definitely, yes. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I I just was worried about. Is it going to get too too thick and top-heavy if it branches out from them? Well, um, the deciduous ones tend to be more shrubby than a tree, so... Oh, this is a big tree. Yeah, well, you know, it won't hurt. I don't think it'll hurt it just to keep, you know, um, pruning it back to where you want it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank okay. you very much. But don't okay. forget you'll be pruning off your flowers this year. Yeah. It flowered It flowered in spring and then it flowered again in autumn. Um, it's doing crazy things. Yeah, they're, they're lovely trees, but gee, yeah. the flowers and don't last long enough, do they? No, they don't. But the pruning, the pruning really helped it. The neighbours said they'd never seen it flower before. Oh, right, um, right. So, yeah, the pruning was really good for it. But now this year, the, the flowers are up too high and you can't you see can't them anyway. Them yeah, yet. yeah. No, well, get out the secateurs and go for it. Oh, more than the secateurs. <laughs> <laughs> well, a good pruning saw then. Okay. Thanks, Lynn, for the call. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And we've got Mark from Cardiff, and he's got a question about oxalis. Good afternoon, Mark. Where is the oxalis? Well, it's um, in pockets in my front lawn. All right, okay. Many of them. Many Many of of them. them. (laughs) I've lived here for 30 years. I've never had it. And all of a sudden, it's just springing up. Well, we did have all that lovely rain, of course, and uh, we've had windy weather too, which carries the seed. Um, yeah. Now, Mark, what kind of grass have you got? Buffalo. Buffalo. 
Okay, yeah. well, look, um, all you should use on it, of course, is something like Bindi. Yeah, well, uh, I've used Bindi, and I would it didn't say, work. at least eight or ten times. And within a day, it looks like it's all dying off. Um, and then a week later, it just comes back bigger and better or worse. Okay, so you didn't mow, though, after you'd sprayed it, did you? No, no, I never, I never mowed for more than... For less than you know, ten days, two weeks, or whatever. Yes, that's right. Yeah, um, I wonder if we had rain after you sprayed it. Uh, look, uh, most of the time, not. I don't think really, really. It, um, I didn't. If I knew that the well, if I believed that rain was coming, I just didn't do it. You know. Yeah, well, we but, have no. been getting a lot of uh, rain overnight, but you had let it grow, hadn't you? You hadn't mown the lawn before you sprayed. Oh, no, no, no. No, no that's right. No. That's right. Well, look, what I do, um, and we haven't got much growing time left, let it get a little bit longer and uh, maybe just increase your strength slightly. Yeah, well, I think it's 70 mils per litre. What, what does slightly mean? <laughs> well, don't double it, Mark. <laughs> okay. Or we might Look, not have any. This, we won't have any buffalo this, left. Yeah, right. I'm getting this stage, Judy, because this has been going on now for months. But I'm actually thinking of getting it with the Roundup. Yes, I know there'll be dive. It'll kill the grass around it, and then I'll rejuvenate the grass when spring comes around. You know. Well, it's you. Thin doesn't seem to be working. No, well, you could, but, you know, um, Clean Lawn is a great product, but it does damage buffalo. I'd rather see you using Clean Lawn, I think, than Roundup. All right. Who makes that? Uh, Oh, look, various companies will make it. Um, You'll see it easily enough. It's called Clean Lawn with a K. Oh, with a K. Yeah, okay. but don't get cranky with me because it will bre- <laughs> it will yellow your lawn off where you've sprayed. I, I, I don't care. I just want to get rid of the bloody ox. Because <laughs> not only is it in the lawn now, it's in all my lovely garden beds. Oh, no, yeah. time to get rid of it. So yeah. clean lawn with a K. All right, that's fantastic, Judy. Thanks so much. Thank you, Mark. Good luck with it. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you. Bye. And we've got Helen now from Singleton. She's got a question about frangipanis. Hello, Helen. How's Singleton today? Is it nice and warm? Excuse me, I'm on the other phone. Yes, um, I'll see you later. I'm well, thank you. Um, oh, that's nice. Oh, yes. Look, um, I'm having trouble with my um, frangipani. You've got rust, I presume. Well, it's got that orange stuff all over it. Yeah, that's rust, Helen. I'm just picking up leaves, and I thought, well, um, is it, will that be all right, or have I got to pull the tree out? Oh, no, don't pull your tree out. No, 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 no. Look, you can get some copper oxychloride and spray those uh, leaves that are still on the tree. Oh, well, I'm pulling them all off now. Right, that's okay, but as long as you bin them... Don't leave them laying around because the spores will enter the soil and come up next year. Yeah, well, I've <clears throat> picked up two big, two big lots yesterday and I'm what looks like falling off. I'm pulling off the trees now, but I just wondered if, you know, if it was bad or what it was. Well, no, look, everyone seems to have it this year, Helen. I'm pretty sure it's the amount of rain we've had. 
because frangipani is often get it late, very late in the season. But this year they've started very early with it, so I think it's the amount of rain we had. I think probably yeah. Well, that's all right. I've, I've still got a, I've got three of them, but I've just got to finish picking them up yet. But my bin's full at the moment. <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't don't cut them down, darling. Please, uh, no. but just make sure you pick those leaves up and dispose of them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. You're very welcome, Helen. God bless you. Thank you. It's Gardening Talk back on 2NURFM, 49216216. We've got Gavin from Soldiers Point, and he's trying to store turmeric rhyme zones. Hello, Gavin. G'day, Judy. Um, I've, my uh, turmeric plant uh, on my front veranda, which unfortunately is uh, in the shade most of the time all year, uh, but I've had a really good... Uh, crop of, of uh, turmeric in the in a uh, uh, pot I've got out there, and uh, so it's got to the stage where the leaves are starting to uh, brown off and yellow off, and uh, I want to store the turmeric uh, rhizomes for so I can use them again next season because I realise that I'm going to have to take all the soil out of the pot and and uh, start from scratch because it's been in there for a couple of seasons now. Right, right. But it's it's been really healthy uh, and really I haven't watered it that much. I, I guess I haven't had to because of the amount of rain that we've had, you know. It was like I, I really just sit and forget it. Um, but, yeah, now I want to get all the rhizomes out and I want to store them so that I can... From back in the, the pot next year. Right, okay. Look, Gavin, I'd simply leave some small amount of soil around the rhizomes uh, so they don't dry out completely. Uh, yep. And probably if you've got, um, you know, I always think brown paper bags are the best thing to store anything like that in. Yep. And uh, just keep them in a dry spot. Yep, okay. Um. Now, I will ask you one other question while I've got you, very quickly. No, you're um, right. Up here in Port Stephens, uh, I've been told that we're classed as subtropical. I was watching a video um, last night, as a matter of fact, about growing uh, garlic, and the guy said that in a subtropical region, he put his garlic in late March and grow it through winter. It are we that subtropical to do that or, or you know? Gavin, I you... consider sometimes we are, um, and particularly up around the Bay Area. Yep. Uh, you know, you can only try it. That's the only way to go, really. But often when uh, when I'm selling a packet of seeds, I always look on the back to make sure uh, whether you can still plant them in our area but we're very close to subtropical. Yep. Okay. So perhaps, um, you know, go with that and see what happens. Yeah. All right. No worries. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, where I live at Soldiers Point, I got the, during the winter, I got the westerly wind come straight down the, the uh, from Karua, and it comes straight up an alleyway opposite my place and straight in my front door. 
So it gets fairly cold, you know, and that's why I... Yeah, I you're questioning it. Um, yeah. But you don't definitely don't get frost, do you? Um, no, very, very, very rarely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but not here. Uh, uh, when I used to work for council, we used to get frost in at the council depot, but that was down behind um, Gangan Lookout Hill. Oh, you know, yes, so, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, I've noticed on my front porch, I'm getting really heavy dew this year. Yeah. Very early, so maybe it's not a good year to try. Yep, okay. Okay, well, I think it's going to be cold and wet. Fair enough, Judy. Okay, thank you, Gavin, for the call. All right, thank you. Have thank, a good day. Thank you very much. Bye. We've got time for a couple more calls, and it's Tony from Morpeth, and he's got a problem with his lime tree. Oh, good afternoon, Tony. I'll help you if I can. <laughs> I hope so, Judy. Good afternoon. Um, it's a new plant. My daughter brought it up to me, and um, I've got a hole chucked in the background, but... What do you put them, um, and how much do you water them? Do they like a lot of water or not, Judy? Uh, Tony, if it's only a new plant, you probably would be giving it a small drink each day. Yep. Uh, and is it a graft? Uh, yes, it is. It is, okay. Uh, well, you'll find it'll probably fruit for you this year later on, uh, but have you put it in the full sun? Uh, yes, I have. It's probably about a metre, metre tall, Judy. Right. Uh, look, that's that's a great spot for it. Uh, but at the moment, you know the root ball that it had? Uh, yep. That would not have spread very far, particularly at this time of year. So, say in a nursery situation, we are giving our citrus trees a drink each day mainly. Okay. But not, you know, not you're, very much. No, what, not, um, a, not a lot. Oh no, we wouldn't be giving them that much, uh, no. just to see the soil wet. Uh, but you know, you'll have to judge the weather. You know, if we're okay. getting, yeah, if we're getting a lot of rain. Although we've noticed sometimes when it rains that the foliage takes the water outside the root system. You with me? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So yep. when we hose, we've actually got to put the hose in the pot or in the bag they're in. Mm-hmm. So keep, um, keep that in mind. You might think sometimes, oh, well, it's rained, but the root system itself might have missed out. Well, a lot of fog around this morning, they'd be getting moisture out of the fog, wouldn't they? Oh, I don't think so. No. No? No. No. No, I, um, I got up and went and had a, a swim at five o'clock this morning in the fog. <laughs> Good work, <idea. laughs> you know. Yeah. I, you know I tell stories too, Tony, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now the most yeah, important thing... Yeah, I swim this morning at five o'clock too in the hot shower. <laughs> Look, the most important instruction I'm going to give you is don't give it any fertiliser. Now nope. until August. And fertilise it rest? With citrus food and poultry manure. Yeah, I've got to gut the chooks. Okay. Well, you know, you can't, you won't really have much of a drip line at that stage. Uh, so just keep it away from the trunk. Okay, yep. And you always water before you p- apply both the citrus food and the poultry manure. All right. 
right. Yep. Thank you so much, Judy. You're quite welcome, Tony. Good luck with it. Little All limes, right, are, little limes are easy to grow. Did she <laughs> give it to you because you like um, gin and tonics? Oh. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Ah, I thought so. Well, thank you, Tony. We've solved that problem. All right, mate. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Bye. We've got Colin now from Saltash, and he's got a question about potash. Hello, Colin. What can I help you with the potash? Hi, Judy. Um, I've been listening to Scott with his potash on flowering and fruit. Uh, and But what I'm, my question is, how often do you do it? Because he says it, it de- uh, depreciates in the soil. So how often would you repeat? Uh, look, I think fairly regularly. It depends what you're applying it to. Have you got a liquid one or a powder? Powder and it's soluble. Right. How often, what are you applying it to? Uh, At the moment, just some Tom Thumb tomatoes. But but during during the season, I I put it on just about everything that has fruit on it, yeah. Yes. Mainly tomatoes. Right, okay. Uh, And you're doing well to have tomatoes still growing now. You wouldn't believe it, those little pots from the supermarket. Oh, Um, yes, yeah. Okay. one of my neighbours gave me some, and, uh, and I got eight plants up, and I've got them in a lovely sunny spot. So, oh, they like we'll the see sun. How they go. They're about oh, nearly half a metre, a bit more than a half a metre tall. Yeah. Uh, look, <laughs> at this time of year, I'd probably, uh, if you've got good soil and it's been well fertilised, you could probably slow down on the potash a little bit. Right. Okay. Okay. So what about a fortnight? Yeah, that normally. They, yes. You know, yeah. honestly, that's probably enough if your soil's good. Yeah, okay. I know that's his favourite um, yeah. product, it is, but um, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, it'll work for you, that's for sure. Thank you, Daddy. Thanks, Colin. Bye. Cheers. I've got time for one more call quickly. We've a minute to go. We've got Luke from Huntley, and he's got a question about the strawberry plants. Hi, Luke. You've got to be hey, very hi, quick. Yeah, I will. Um, I had a lot of problem with my strawberry plant with all that rain with the grey mould. Ah, yeah. um, Which I managed to get rid of, but the leaves have taken on like a really dark black sort of colour and seems to have attracted a lot of um, the black, really small ants. Do you have a way of being able to get rid of the ants without killing the plant at the same time? Oh, um... Look, um, the ants, there's a lot of ant activity and I think it's probably because of the rain we're getting to. Um, Look, whatever product you use, you should have to be very careful that you can use it on edible plants. Maybe a dust might be better so they track it back into their nest. Okay. I did read about using salt, but I wasn't sure what that would do with the strawberries, Um, you know, obviously being... A sweet fruit. Yeah, they wouldn't be sweet, would they, after that? No. <laughs> but uh, honestly, Luke, I think uh, I'm thinking you need to spray with Mancozeb when you're talking to me about the leaves going black. Yeah, okay, rightio. Okay, i do that first up. All right, I'll give that a go and see how I, see how I go. Okay, thanks for the awesome. call, Luke. Sorry to thanks be quick. Thanks very much. That's okay, thank you. Bye. See you later. Thanks, Luke. Guarding talk back on 2NURFM. Judy Sharp, we're out for another week. Yes, and we haven't brought any topics up. No, we didn't. Well, happy Mother's Day for Sunday. <laughs> Thank you, darling.
Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>